0: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
4: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Tuesday, November 2nd. Ah, oh, I survived another one, folks. It was it was nerve-wracking. I'm not going to lie to you. I had the uh, Chiefs in Survivor. Uh, you know I already lost to the Bengals in the Survivor. 2,500-person pool. Large payout for first place. Um, I'm talking like, you know, Really big payout for first place. And I had Chiefs and Bengals. And I got nervous. Chiefs are trailing in the fourth quarter at home. They look so bad. But we know this at this point. The Chiefs stink. Right? Like, in danger of missing the playoffs. We were on that last week. They look bad this week. Patrick Mahomes, the book is out on how to stop Mahomes and the Chiefs. I don't think I'm breaking any ground here, right? We've covered this. And you just keep waiting for them to wake up and Andy Reid to solve it. And it's like, you know, you get handed a Rubik's Cube and you're kind of close to figuring it out and you can't get past it. I was never a Rubik's Cube guy. I know other people who are. It's frustrating to watch them mow through it, and I just cannot figure out the Rubik's Cube. And right now, Patrick Mahomes cannot figure out the defense. They are taking away the deep ball. They're saying, we'll give you every single check down, and Mahomes gets greedy. And it's like, listen, I want to try to make this incredible throw. I want to scramble for big yards. And they're a fumble machine. Kelsey had one. Mahomes uh, had one. It's just, it's ugly. And I I don't – listen, the New York Giants stink. And for the the Kansas City Chiefs to struggle with them like that on Monday Night Football at home, it's kind of an embarrassment. I'm worried about the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know the schedule finally eases up. But, folks, the schedule was supposed to ease up last night. And they barely get out with a late field goal. Like, are you kidding me? I I just – It's so funny, we get excited about teams and we throw around dynasty because we saw what the Patriots have done for two decades with Brady and Belichick. And we expect others to follow that template. Stick together, build a dynasty, and get to the Super Bowl or be a threat to get to the Super Bowl every year. I mean, Pat Mahomes, 29 of 48 against this garbage Giants defense. Remember, they had one explosive play all night. It was like a shovel pass or a screen pass to Mecole Hardman, who took it to over 20 yards. Dak had five of those plays in Kellen Moore's offense against this Giants defense. I mean, you don't want to say as Andy Reid lost it. I know we, I'm sure people right now are listening to this podcast saying, well, Reid's got a lot going on with his family. And um, we know that the, uh, the family's had some massive issues and, I'm not saying Andy Reid's focus isn't there or Patrick Mahomes is getting a little lackadaisical, but Kansas City Chiefs just don't have a lot of time right now to regroup. The AFC is tough. I mean, they're lucky that the Chargers pooped their pants and lost. I mean, now you're like, oh, schedule's going to ease up. We got the Giants. Oh, wait, Aaron Rodgers. And then we got to go to the Raiders, who works kind of tough. I mean, the Raiders are not bad. Rob G's going to get in here crowing. And then it's like, oh, wait, we got Dallas? And then we get the Raiders again and the Chargers and the Steelers are not dead yet. And it's like, I mean, the more we talk about the Chiefs missing the playoffs, the more you, I don't know if it's like getting a little upset about it because I enjoy Patrick Mahomes. He is fun to watch, man. He's a really good watch. Talented player. But when he doesn't have the explosive plays, I mean, they have a negative 12 point differential. The Steelers are a negative 10. The Patriots are positive 42. I mean, the Vikings are three and four and are plus six. The Kansas City Chiefs have a negative point differential. Let let that sink in. Two straight Super Bowls and they lost in the AFC title game. I, right now, I just don't know how you could be confident, Rob G, about
5: these Kansas City Chiefs. It's depressing. Even and I'm not a Chiefs fan. I'm not a Chiefs fan either, and I'm a Chiefs hater as a as a Raider fan. So I, I love to watch the Chiefs struggle. In some ways. I also, like I said a few weeks ago, I like to see good football and they do not play good football anymore. It's not fun. Let me just say this for the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is not me talking as a Raiders homer. This is me talking as a football fan, as someone who works in sports media. The Chiefs deserve everything that's coming to them right now. Not talking about the slander or or the negative tweets or the talking heads on TV. I'm talking about the losses and the poor play that's stacking up to them. They deserve all of it. Because they cannot get out of their own way with the arrogance and the showmanship and all of these histrionics that that, that made them look cool two years ago and made them the, the talk of the town on Twitter. But now when they can't get anything going offensively, when they're they're getting penalties, they're turning the ball over every six plays or something stupid like that. And what do they do for example first drive of the game they march right down the field get inside the 10 yard line they, they get stuffed on first down second down trick play third down patrick mahomes throws the jump pass interception <laughs> it's like what are you doing like well, it worked I, yeah, and has it now worked for three because years they there are too full of themselves and 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 the word i use again they're too arrogant to accept the fact that they are not that team anymore. Those things that they did in 2018, 2019, and a little bit in 2020, they don't work anymore. You can't keep getting by doing flea flickers and hooking and ladders at Travis Kelsey. And dumb shit like that, when your team is mediocre at best, because now you just look stupid, okay? And you're not gonna get yourself back on track, and you're not gonna be able to get yourself back among the elites in the NFL, which they should be on paper, If they can't get the simple things right. And to your point about Patrick Mahomes, he's so in love with showing off how big his arm is and showing off how fast his weapons are on the outside that it kills him to get seven, eight yards of pop underneath, which is what they were getting all last night. Yeah, Rob. So
4: I feel like you're being a little harsh to Casey. I almost feel like I have to defend them. So I I did look it up. Here's what they've done since Mahomes became the starter. Remember, Alex Smith was a starter in 2017. They go to the playoffs. They lead the Titans. I think it was 21-0 or 21-3, and they lose 22-21. Mahomes takes over as quarterback. They go 12-4. They lose that heartbreaker to the Patriots in the AFC title game at home. Okay? Then they go 12-4 and win the Super Bowl. They needed a comeback in each of their playoff games against the Texans. They were down a lot. 24 it might have been. Then against the Titans, they were down. Against the Niners, they were down. But 12 and 4, AFC title game, losing overtime. 12 and 4, Super Bowl win. 14 and 2, losing the Super Bowl. So when you go over the span of three years, 38 and 10, and you keep doing the same thing, you expect the same results. Now, yes, I know you can say, well, they weren't covering the spread last year. They did finish 14 and 2. Yes, the number was inflated a lot of times, and they didn't cover big numbers. And they, they started to play down to their opposition. But it's just natural. Rob, you remember when you were a high school football star. You guys <laughs> rolled through the competition. You're steamrolling everybody. And then the next year, you come in expecting to steamroll everybody, and you're starting to get mossed. And everybody's showing out against you. And, you oh, you go from being the hunter to the hunted. And, I mean, I don't I I think it's safe to say the league has figured out Re, what Reed and Mahomes have done and they got to get back to the drawing board. We saw this with McVay, didn't we? Remember McVay and Goff dominant playoffs lose. Dominant get to the Super Bowl lose. And then by next year, uh they struggle and is like is Sean McVay still a genius? Well, what does McVay do? I got to trade Goff out of here, bring in Stafford, look at us now. So you got to continually And I think I've been through this with some um, examples of like continually reinventing yourself, right? I I think I use Madonna as like an 80s pop star and then she switches to like the 90s techno and then she tries acting and she's continually reinventing herself to stay relevant. And you kind of got to do that. I mean I got into this industry as – uh, you know, I was in newspapers. Then I left that because they were, you know, kind of on the downslide. I went to magazines, celebrity stuff. Then I started a blog, sports, a lot of sports media. And then I pivot over to TV and I'm doing TV shows. And now it's a lot of gambling stuff. So you've got to continually reinvent yourself. And are you seeing anything new out of the Chiefs at all this year? Or are you just seeing the same old shit?
5: I see the same old shit. And that's exactly the problem. Like, The the thing about the Rams, I'm glad you brought up the Rams is after they lost that Super Bowl to New England and it was clear that Bill Belichick had figured out something with Sean McVay's offense with that three-wide look that it wasn't gonna work anymore. You saw towards the end of that next season that they're like, hey, you know what? We're gonna have to run some more double tights. We're gonna have to run the ball a little bit more than we had before. We don't have Todd Gurley to be the outlet because his knees are breaking down. So we're going to have to start doing different things. We're going to use Robert Woods on jet sweeps to to manufacture things. So they were at least trying things. It wasn't always that great because Jared Goff had his limitations. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have any limitations as far as I can tell. He can make every single throw in the book. You have the best outside deep threat in Tyreek Hill. You have the best tight end maybe ever in Travis Kelsey. So it's not like there's a shortage of weapons. There's not a shortage of talent out there. It's that they are refusing to acknowledge that what they're doing is not working and we need to do something a little bit different while we get everything back under control.
2: Go to TireRack.com sports to see their continental test results, tire ratings, and
1: consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
5: No, we're still the Chiefs. We do what we do. Good luck trying to stop us. And the thing is, everybody's been stopping them, and they still refuse to evolve. They're still refusing to admit yeah, that what yummy. they're doing is not working.
4: I, you're right. You just said that. Everybody's stopping them. I was like, wait, the Titans held him to three points and the Giants held him in check. Those are not good defenses. Um, and, and remember, if you missed Peter King on this podcast on Friday, he talked about the loss of Sammy Watkins. And like, you can't be burning Tyreek Hill on deep routes every play and just wear him out. By the way, if he pops a hamstring, they're definitely missing the playoffs. And, you know, Mecole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson, they're not striking fear into defensive coordinators deep down the field. They miss Watkins. Um, This is not a quick fix. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what Reed does next. Where do they go from here? Um, I don't know. Is Reed kind of over? Does he have other things to do? Like, does he move on from football? Does he go hang with his family and have the enemy take over? I don't know. It's going to be interesting.
3: Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: I want to quickly pivot to the NBA before we get to Von Miller and that big uh, trade in the NFL. I just had a quick word on the NBA, okay? I uh, As you guys know, I talked yesterday. I'm doing gambling every night on the NBA. Not heavy. I'm just trying to pick one or two games, right? And I happened to go 2-0 and last night. Um, it was good. I faded the Joel Embiid news where Joel Embiid is out. And, of course, the line against the Blazers went from like 6-2. to two. And then Tobias Harris was ruled out. And it's like, oh, fine, I'm going to take the Sixers. Everybody else has taken Portland. Sixers still win. And I took another game that covered uh, Boston Celtics. We're up big against the Chicago Bulls. Now, you guys know from the preview cast with Preston. If you missed it two weeks ago, go check it out. I said I love the Chicago Bulls. And Preston was like, I can't believe this. You're on to something. Um, their preseason numbers were amazing. They're going to crush it this year. So I bet the Bulls against the Celtics. Bulls are down 10 in the fourth when I look. With like 10 minutes left, I was like, ah, it's a loss. Okay. Chicago outscored Boston. In Boston, 39-11 to in the fourth quarter. Total meltdown by the Celtics. They fall to 2-5. and five. They lose. Bulls moved to 6-1. and one. Oddly, the Bulls aren't the story because of what Marcus Smart said after the game. Now, my buddy in Chicago, Vic, was watching and is texting me throughout the fourth. Oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. Lonzo Ball is locking up Jason Tatum. I need to see the YouTube cut up. I'm not talking about one highlight like that <laughs> nobody locks up Jason Tatum. And apparently Jalen Brown um, was not making some good decisions. I don't know. He had 28-7, and seven, whatever. But after the game... Marcus Smart, who's I guess the third banana there, said, I would just like to play basketball. Every team knows they're trying to go to Jason and Jalen. Every team is programmed and studied to stop Jason and Jalen. I think everybody's scouting report is to make those guys pass the ball. They don't want to pass the ball. This is Marcus Smart, the heart and soul of the Celtics, talking about Tatum and Brown. That's something that they're going to learn. They're still learning. We're proud of the progress we're making, blah, blah, blah. Later in the game, where they're always going to have to take those tough shots or take tough matchups when they get to one-on-one, they bring the trap. It's something we've been asking them to do in their learning. Folks, take a 20-second timeout. This is Marcus Smart talking about the two best players on the Celtics, two of the top 20 players in the league. They, They are why Tyree Irving left. And again, this is not a knock on Tatum or Brown. I'm all in on Jason Tatum. He's one of my favorite players in the league. He was minus 24 against the Bulls on Monday night. Um, I, you, I'm you, i not going to say anything negative about Tatum. Rob G will probably jump in and say he's going to play for the Lakers in a couple years anyway. So just get excited. Um, I I don't know if Marcus Smart's out of pocket. He probably knows what he's doing. There's a bad – Celtics are 0-3 at home. They were booed off the court in the fourth quarter. And this is a team that should have been in the finals like two years ago, uh, in the bubble. If you guys remember, they they were expected to beat the Heat. I think they were up two one, and then they just totally melted, or it might have been. Uh, oh, I think they were up in game one, and then there was like a crazy overtime, and they blew it, and the Heat just pulled away. But I, they they've got problems there, and I I'm starting to wonder if you know Kyrie left Boston because he didn't want to play with the young guys. Brad Stevens kicked upstairs for Danny Ainge. Did he see this going to be a difficult rebuild? They went out and got Dennis Schroeder. He's been a train wreck. Uh, Josh Richardson is, uh, like, just, I mean, he comes in and he's just jacking from half court. I personally don't think he's a good player. I remember people were all excited when the Sixers got him, and it was like, ooh, (laughs) thanks but no thanks. Like, immediately you could tell Josh Richardson wasn't that dude. He had, like, a cup of coffee and a good moment in, I think it was Miami. You know, they maxed him out. He, Josh uh, Richardson, kid who played at Tennessee, averaged 16 a game for the Heat. They ship him to the Sixers. Then the Sixers were like, ooh, not a good fit. They ship him to Dallas. Ooh, this isn't working. Now he's in Boston. Like, it's pretty clear the Heat sold high on Josh Richardson. And Boston just doesn't have dudes. And I do need to say, I absolutely love my Bulls prediction. They are now six and one, and people. I, I'm I, Rob. I need your comment on this. I'm not going to go deep. It's friggin' November, okay? I said on Twitter uh, earlier this year that Demar Derozan is just so underrated in his generation that he's about the equivalent player-wise as Reggie Miller, Reggie Miller, the Pacers guy, and people freaked out and. Trey came after me so hard. You're crazy. Reggie Miller was an icon in the 1980s and 90s and blah, blah, blah. I said, this is the hagiography of the NBA in the 90s. Like, Reggie Miller was some amazing player. I just need people to understand. Reggie Miller played 18 years in the NBA. Rob, he made five all-star teams. He was an NBA all NBA player a handful of times. And I know what you're gonna say. He played in the nineties. Jason, that was the Jordan. I mean, come on, it was so stacked. Go take a look. Google, Google is your friend. All NBA history. Google it. Go look it up. Go look at who the nineties guards were. They're good, but they're not amazing. DeMar DeRozan will be an all star this year, health pending. And he'll maybe sneak into an all NBA. And he will then have as many all-star and all-NBA appearances as Reggie Miller had in his 18-year career, which spanned much longer than DeRozan's. DeRozan is a different player. He's a mid-range guy. But he has done an amazing job at adjusting his game. It was clear that the mid-range is like, ooh, nobody does a mid-range. You don't work here. You couldn't win in Toronto with Kyle Lowry. You saw him advance his game in San Antonio, and DeMar DeRozan became like an able passer. He wasn't just, I'm at the elbow, I'm shooting. He's now creating. DeMar DeRozan's a really, really good player. And he's one of the primary reasons. Like, I love Zach Levine. You guys know that. DeMar DeRozan's one of the reasons that this team is now 6-1. and one. And yeah, they beat a lot of tomato cans, um, and they have a tough loss to the Knicks, but this is a really good team. DeRozan, by the way, against the Celtics. 15 of 20, 37 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, was 3 of 4 from 3, and spearheaded a dominant fourth quarter. And I know it's November, and I shouldn't talk about the Chicago Bulls like this. But I'm going to toss this in for good measure. The rookie from Illinois, Ayu Dusumu, I can't say his name. Uh, It's early. Um, 6 of 6 shooting, 14 points. The rookie. Caruso coming off the bench. Folks, this Bulls team is fun. And I have never been a Chicago Bulls fan in any capacity. Rob G., what do you like more? The Bulls getting hot, DeRozan, Reggie Miller,
5: or the Celtics? Or do you like all? I like them all as talking points. Um, I will say the one I like the least is the Bulls doing well behind Lonzo Ball and the Caruso because those are, my guys, they should be in the purple and gold, so I don't want to see them succeed without us. That's number one. Number two, your DeMar DeRozan, Reggie Miller one. I remember at the time you said it, I thought it was a little bit hot takey until I let it marinate for like an hour, then like a day, and then like a week. And then as time has gone on, you were actually pretty spot on on that one. And, and I hate to say, I don't like to give you, you credit you. that often. Hey, thank you. It's but rare. I, 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 I think you team. hit that one right out of the park because- DeMar DeRozan is definitely underappreciated. I think were it not for LeBron James, similar to the
2: Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and
1: consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat
2: that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you a minute to down that two-liter.
1: Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code CRSHOW Show. New customers could play 5 bucks, get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code CRSHOW CRSHOW only on DraftKings Pick 6.
0: com slash promos.
5: Were it not for Michael Jordan, we might view these guys a little bit differently. That's a great point. And that's, you know, apologies for DeMar DeRozan for playing in the Eastern Conference during the reign of LeBron James. But I love this Boston Celtics story, man. It's juicy. I, I love seeing the drama. The NBA is, is, is here for drama, and that's what we like as basketball fans. And as a Laker fan, I'm counting down the days. I got a little calendar, you know, in my bedroom, right above uh, my college diploma that says Jason Tatum free agency tracker, because as soon as that contract comes up or even before that, as soon as his early termination option comes up. I'm going to start the hashtag future Laker movement for Jason Tatum. We already saw that commercial where he's wearing the Kobe jersey and everyone's very excited. So if you, you don't even got to Photoshop Jason Tatum in a Lakers jersey right now. We already, we already <laughs> have it. Can you find it. a website to do that? Yeah, you can, but we don't even need to do it anymore because th- that picture exists. He's wearing a 24 Lakers jersey, you know, honoring Kobe. And now I'm like, you know what? It's bound to happen. We, gotta, we, gotta I- un- we, we may have to unretire one of the numbers as part of the recruiting pitch, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I do absolutely love Rob's whole,
4: everybody's going to become a Laker. Anybody good basically is going to become a Laker, right? Isn't that the way you kind of view it,
5: Rob? Uh, Something like that. But you know what's funny is I'm like 60% from the field, so it's not as crazy as it sounds. <laughs> 60%. I am. I've hit, oh, I've hit more than the ones that I've missed. Like I had Dwight Howard. I had DeMarcus Cousins. I had Chris, Chris Paul counts. I don't care what you say. He was a Laker for like three hours. Okay. I had LeBron James. I had Anthony Davis. I had Russell Westbrook, but it doesn't matter when we get them, whether if they're in their prime or not. The fact is at one point they all became Lakers. So okay, just that's...
4: saying. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, listen, if you're at, I mean, whew, if you can get Jason Tatum, by the way, would you give up Anthony Davis for Jason Tatum?
5: No, he's going to be, that's, whoa, the, that's, whoa, that's whoa, the dynamic whoa, duo. Whoa, whoa,
4: whoa. Well, you didn't even let me no, First of all, Anthony Davis is, falls to the ground every single second. He does, and, and you hold
5: your breath. Yes, you wouldn't do Anthony Davis for Jason Tatum. No, because that's the tandem. I'm not going to break up the tandem. What's the tandem? It's Jason Tatum and Anthony Davis. Oh, oh, yeah. See, how are you? So, how what, are you giving Westbrook? Stop Jason worrying <laughs> about the logistics, man. You're getting too deep. Just know that these All things right. work themselves out for Laker fans.
4: All right. All right, let's get back to the NFL and Von Miller.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: All right, a couple quick words on the big Von Miller trade that shocked the NFL. First of all, the thing that I love the most about these NFL trades is they come out of nowhere. No advance warning. Boom. Von Miller traded. There was not a whiff that the Rams were smoking around, Uh, checking out any defensive lineman, and it doesn't really get any better than Von Miller, who I know is a shell of his former self due to injuries. Didn't play last year. He's at the ankle this year. Uh, Suboptimal, obviously. But the Rams have a bye week coming up, and this isn't a move to get Von Miller for right now. This is a playoff move because in the playoffs, you want Leonard Floyd on one end, you want Von Miller on the other, and you want Aaron Donald in the middle. And basically, you have the makings, the makings, not not a facsimile of, but Tampa Bay's nasty front last year that dominated the postseason, including the Super Bowl when Patrick Mahomes was essentially running for his life. I mean, they swallowed him up. That defensive line won the game. You win the line of scrimmage, you win the game. And again, Von Miller, Super Bowl MVP five years ago. And, you know, he's a little long in the tooth now. But you're not expecting him to come in and dominate. He is, I don't know, your third or fourth best defensive player. I mean, we know Ramsey and Donald are the top two. Donald, obviously, one of the best defensive players in football. And Leonard Floyd is really good on the edge. So if Von Miller's the fourth guy you got to worry about on that defense, you're in great shape. So I, I heard somebody compare this to when... Denver went out and added DeMarcus Ware in free agency. You guys remember the longtime Cowboy defensive end. Broncos get him. First year, he's pretty good. Second year, he helps Von Miller. He's on the other end, and they get all the way to the Super Bowl and beat Carolina and Cam Newton. In that Super Bowl, I looked it up. DeMarcus Ware, the old guy, they signed to free agency. Two sacks, two tackles for loss. Just a great signing and an unbelievable coup for Denver at the time. And you wonder if Von Miller can have the same impact with the Rams as DeMarcus Ware did. I I don't know if it'll be identical, but I really think that this defense is gonna give quarterbacks problems. And they're you know, you look at the NFC, it's loaded. I don't know that Russell Wilson's gonna make the playoffs, but we're almost certain to see at some point the Rams against Kyler Marie for the third time this season, um, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Um, You keep going down the list. uh, uh, There are just so many good quarterbacks in the NFC. I think we got to put Dak Prescott in that discussion. I don't think Kirk Cousins is there. Sorry, Kirk Cousins fans. Um, But by far, the quarterbacks in the NFC are vastly superior. And they're mobile. Uh, Russell Wilson, if they can get there. Kyler Murray mobile. Aaron Rodgers can still win with his legs. We know what Dak is capable of. So adding a piece like Von Miller is enormously uh, effective for the Rams. And I love the strategy of who cares about draft picks. It's essentially, they have learned from LeBron James, who in the NBA like is like, what do we need draft picks for? I don't win with young guys. They don't win championships. We need uh, veterans. And they're the Rams basically traded away a second and a third. And you're like, oh, geez, that's a lot. Oh, really? A second and a third? So the 60th pick-ish uh, and the 90th pick-ish, for a Super Bowl MVP who's going to be like your number 3 defensive lineman? Really? That you, you got to make that move every day of the week. I love how they're playing win now. McVay wants that Super Bowl. He was close with Goff. They don't have I mean they don't have any I think the last first round pick they have on their roster was in like 2016. I mean it, it, maybe even before that. It, it, it's crazy how the Rams are just dumping picks for players. It's really smart. And it's like, hey, you know what? Denver, you want to you start your fire sale now? Go for it. you know. Or you want to go get a bunch of picks so you can trade for Aaron Rodgers, so you could trade, make a play for Deshaun Watson in the offseason? Go, you could do that too. It, I, I do wonder, though, if it damages the Denver Broncos' psyche. For instance, this weekend, they travel to Dallas. Uh, let's see what happens at the trade deadline today. But... If Melvin Gordon gets shipped out of town, it's like, oh, geez, we're definitely not trying to win. Um, does that creep into the mindset at all the way? It may or may not have impacted the Houston Texans, who we knew already stunk, but you just wonder what that locker room is like. Like, it, does Denver think, man, we started the season so great? We had so much, uh, we had a nice win on the road. And like, what's the deal? Are, are, we, are we toast? And do guys start doing the one two three 2 uh, Cancun? Or is that an NBA thing? That might be an NBA thing. But I wouldn't be shocked if it, it happened in the NFL. Because, frankly, they know they're going for a quarterback. Like Teddy Bridgewater, long in the... Did I say long in the tooth already? Yeah, another long in the tooth reference. Teddy Bridgewater's old. Drew Locke stinks. It's probably going to be a new regime. Might be a new owner. It'll be interesting to see what Denver does going forward. It's, it's odd how nobody really cares about the Denver Broncos. They used to be... Kind of a big deal with John Elway, and then they had Peyton for a minute and they were they were kind of cool. But other than that, like they've they're just they don't have an identity. Like who's the best player on the Denver Broncos now that Von Miller's gone? Is it Cortland Sutton? Really? Uh, Jerry Judy, he hasn't done anything yet. Like I, I just I'm not sure where they're going. they they feel like a franchise perpetually stuck in the middle, not Portland Trailblazers middle. Where they're at least making the playoffs and maybe things break right, they get to the Western Conference Finals. But these guys are stuck in like that every year. They're in five and eleven to well, five and eleven last year to like nine and eight ceiling. You know, outside of, until, until they get a quarterback, that's the zone they're going to be in, and that's kind of where my Jets have been for about a decade, and it stinks. Although they're on the lower end of that scale, more two and fourteen to seven and nine at best. Um, but you don't want to be there. The middle is irrelevant. At least at the top end, you get draft picks. At least at the um, at the top end, you are excited about you know college guys and and looking at prospects. But like you know, it's not that exciting to pick like twelfth. Although historically, you know over over time, usually that you know third quarterback drafted ends up better than the first quarterback drafted, um, which is just a weird quirky thing. But it happens. Uh, so, anyways, congrats to the Rams on acquiring Von Miller. I'm excited for the Rams. By the way, if you're curious what their schedule is like coming up, Tennessee on Sunday night football. Tennessee, of course, just having lost Derrick Henry. And then they travel to San Fran for a big one on Monday night football. Bye week. And then they come out of the bye and it's the Green Bay Packers. So I we're going to find a lot out about the Rams who, by the way, have one win over a team with a winning record as we talked about on yesterday's podcast. So uh, that's the Vaughn Miller trade. And I guess that pretty much wraps up We'll see what happens with the rest of the trade deadline, but I, I, I'm not anticipating anything big. By the way, make sure you listen tomorrow. We have an awesome guest, college football. College football rankings come out. Even if you're not a huge college football guy, and I know some of you are because we saw the numbers on the Liner podcast. They were good. A lot of listeners from Matt Liner uh, last week. If you missed that, check it out. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
3: Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest.
0: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad
5: Council. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.